Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Grateful you are with us today as we talk about financial matters, both myself and my co-host here, Pat. We're both practicing advisors, have been for a few decades. Uh, I guess the reason we state that is we have real-world experience in dealing with people, uh, Yes. And the longer that I'm in this industry, the more I'm convinced it's the behavioral finance uh, is equally as important as any sort of plan or investment you put together. It, uh, it, uh, less than 15 minutes ago, I was on the phone with someone discussing, uh, some life changes that they're going to make. And, uh, and we were talking about, it, it wasn't about the portfolio. It was about the behavior, uh, that goes into the, their thinking, like, what's your hurry? I'm like, you got these big expenses coming up. What's what? Why? Why? What? 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 What's causing do you want to retire in the next three months? That that was different than a year ago. That have all of a sudden accelerated. What did it change to this? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, but. I, they just thought that they had enough money, and I said you probably do, and the the, the models show you do. But if you're going to do a home remodel, whatever that price that that contractor quoted you, I promise you, double it. <laughs> I said. Or at least 50%. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so it, it that's behavioral finance. We didn't talk about the portfolio. We were talking about their interaction with their life in regards to how it would affect their long-term retirement. But even you think about the portfolio stuff, I mean, I'm convinced one of the great values of a good financial advisor does is keeping people from make, making mistakes from which they cannot recover, whether it's buying, you know, buying something because it's the hot stock at the time or – a prolonged bear market, people bailing out at the wrong, they can't take it anymore. I got, I got to get hard. out. We've talked about it before. It's hard. It is hard. But Being an investor. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Savings hard too. Accumulating any wealth is, is hard. Yes. It's, yeah, it delayed gratification. Well, unless the gratification is in having a savings account, having an investment portfolio. It was for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, me too. <laughs> There's no for, question. It was for me. It was for me. And I always wonder, is that nature or nurture? Oh, I think it's uh, nature. Do you? Uh, you talked about your kids before. And You've how got four kids. They must all be a little different when it comes to their finances. Yeah, you know, um, they keep it pretty close to their chest. They don't share? Not a lot. No. Mm -mm. I have a son that's traveling. He graduated from college and he's traveling... In New Zealand, God bless him, he's got a job, oh, which I'm loving this. He works in a small resort with like six rooms. In New Zealand? In New Zealand. How did he get a visa? To he got a work visa to go over You're there. You're kidding. No. But he's- Which so, one's this? Keegan. You're kidding. Yeah, he graduated no. when- You would think Pat and I, we've only- we've <laughs> We learned about each other's lives <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> well, most of the time we visit, we're talking about work issues and- So, um- I asked my, did he save up money to make this happen? Well, I don't know. I assume he did. He, he worked all the way through college and he worked when he was in high school. And so I assume he saved up because I asked my wife, I said, did she, did she, she buy him the plane ticket or anything? Well, she, she buys the plane. She okay. said she would buy the plane tickets, but he's got a job, which I really enjoyed. He's working in a small, like six room, 
they have these small ski resorts in New Zealand. And he says, we're about a mile from it. So people come and stay and they're kind of bunk rooms. I said, well, how many people work at the resort? He said, well, there's probably six or seven of us. I said, well, what do you do? He said, it's so small, you do everything. And I'm like, so let me ask you a question, Keegan. Are you cleaning the rooms? And he said, oh, yeah, Dad, I have to clean the rooms. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> he was one who never cleaned his room growing up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Nature versus nurture. Who knows? My but kids are you quite different. Nature. But quite different. My anyway. son, really. Qu- I remember as a little kid going to um, Toys R Us when they had Toys R Us. He had a gift certificate for Christmas or something. He, I don't know, he must have been four years old or something. We spent half an hour looking at stuff. Not exactly my favorite thing to do, going to any kind of store, particularly. And he w- felt better about just keeping his gift certificate. Wanted to just kind of keep that for future time. And so it, it, he didn't want to buy a toy. Yeah. but And he's still that way with I, his money. And I can't help but think about Toys I or, Toys R Us when I was a kid doing the same thing. And you said when there used to be a Toys R Us. Are, there, are they have them again? No, they're gone. Yeah. Right? But I, I, I'm sure the same number of toys or more are actually being sold in America. Not they're from just Toys R Us. Not, toys R Us. So it just reminded me. What if that was the company that your grandfather said, never sell this stock. This is the best stock. Do, I'm going to leave this to you, but you got to promise me you'll never sell this stock. That, that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. It's Market leaders change all, all the time. All the time. I mean, even you look at what's going on with Apple right now and you wonder, you know. That's a pretty big deal. Oh, with, my with China. gosh. With China. Yes, you wonder. You wonder. Right? It's retaliatory, no question. Well, China is another story in and of itself. I mean... Uh, yeah, but you wonder what it's going to do to China's stock, you think about, over the long term. With Apple? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, not with, with China doing the Apple stock over the long term. Well, the, 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 whatever free capital market they had a decade ago it no longer exists. It doesn't. It is highly controlled, state-controlled. Yeah. And... You look at some of these companies that exited Russia, too. Holy smokes. They were selling McDonald's franchises for a couple thousand dollars. Like, we have to leave. Here, take it. And they open up McKruger's or some Russian version that looks just like McDonald's. And I'm pretty sure it probably went to the oligarchs. And your point on that is? I said I had not. I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no point. <laughs> no point. I think the point is that uh, things change, environments change. I think what's so interesting, I find so interesting about with, and for those of you who haven't read, China is restricting some usage of Apple phones for government employees, which is a start. They have the power to do anything they want. That's we right. saw that during COVID. Yes, they can yes. lock everyone in their homes for months. Yeah, yeah, but that's the start. It will go. It will go from there. It will go. From, by the way, our producer Pietro just uh, handed me a note. Toys R Us is back in business. Oh, please forgive us. Yes, Jeffrey. May you live a long and prosperous life. Who's Jeffrey? He was their mascot, the giraffe. I didn't know he had a what name. What kind of dad were you? I told you I didn't <laughs> like going to Toys R Us. All right, let's go. Do you want to take some calls? Yeah. Uh, and our, to be part of our program, love to take your guys' calls. Questions at Money Matters. If you just send your question, questions at Money Matters. Uh, we'll find a time to um, 
get you on, or you can call 833-99-WORTH. We are in Las Vegas talking with Matt. Hi, Matt. You're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hey, Scott and Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, hey, um, you know what? Um, first, I got to say I love your show. Um, you guys you. really got me into financial um, uh, financial planning and, and and got me interested in it um, four years ago when I started listening to your show. Oh. So, well, I think bad. you probably had a pro- you, I know. you probably had a propensity <laughs> so. uh, to begin with, or you bit. wouldn't, or you wouldn't actually sit. I have a it. feeling when it gives us his financial situation, it's going to be in pretty good shape. That's just my guess. Yeah. So, uh, well, what's your question that's why for I us, called, guys? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess I just, you don't I have $82,000 in credit card debt, and you're trying to figure out how to get more cash so you and your wife can go to a fancy vacation in, in Greece. I'm guessing that's not why you're calling. You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I guess um, just, just wanted your, your, your honest opinion. Um, my wife and I, um, I'm 43. Uh, my wife is 40. And we both kind of got into financial you know, savings a little bit late. Um, we always had a 401k, obviously, and, and, and did that. But um, just basically got to listen to your show. I started um, kind of get looking into um, setting up IRA and, and, and uh, you know Roth, obviously, and putting money away that way. So I, got, I guess um, I'll just give you the, the breakdown. Okay. You're probably going to ask me anyway. Well, so, if you've heard the show, you know we do. So I know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, so uh, our combined income is uh, 185 a year. Um, our more we have a mortgage, uh, no other debt, but our mortgage is uh, kind of outstanding balance on our mortgage is 135. Um, we have what's the home worth? Uh, cash. The home is worth well, it, it varies obviously, but I think it's around uh, 460, 450, something like that. Um, pretty pretty modest home here in, here, in, here in Vegas. And when did you buy that um, home? This one we bought in 2019. And you sold another home and rolled over the equity from that one? Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah. We, we ended up buying our first home back in oh, uh, 2009. Okay. So we got a smoking deal on that one. And now. I assume your interest so, rate's in the threes on your mortgage? Two, it's uh, 2.7 something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want to lose that. Um, the, we, the cash that we have, I just moved that into a high-yield savings account based on kind of your guys's. Uh, recommendation, so that's earning uh, better interest. How much um, is how much cash do you have? Uh, One twenty-five. Did you inherit any of that, or just you just don't spend all your income? No, just save. We just just the emergency fund that's just kind of okay. slowly growing. Yeah. Um, and then we, I just started up a five twenty-nine this year for my my kids, and just kind of putting a little bit of money in there for for the two kids. We have uh, uh, young kids, um, five year old and a, and an eight year old. And so just kind of getting started on that. I, and I, I'm not, like you guys mentioned, I, I, I don't plan on fully funding their college by any means, but we'll have a little bit of money there, right? So um, what's the other part? The other Roth. So we have, we have Roth and IRA, uh, Roth IRAs and a brokerage account. And that one is right now is about $75,000. Um, and then our 401ks combined is about 200000 And I guess my question is, I know we're doing okay, but I, I think it's because we got kind of a late start saving and then putting away money. Um, are we, are we, are we, if we're putting basically right now, I'm, I'm putting, what are you putting here? Uh, we're maxing out a Roth at the 6,500 per year and, and then about 6,000 a year 
into the brokerage account. Okay. And so, how much are you putting in your 401k? Uh, that one, I, I, I'm putting in, uh, what am I putting, about 10% right now, and so is my wife. And we just bumped those up recently. We, we always have 401ks, but we're never like, we didn't know how much to put in. So we always put kind of like whatever the match was, right? But I, I, I wish we would put more than that, but um, currently about 10% each. How much term life insurance do you have? None. Okay. Well, this is, this is, do you have any through work? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's minimum, I mean, it's 50,000 or something. I mean, I don't know what and what's is. your income and what's your spouse's income? Um, combined is, is 185. I understand that. What's yours? Oh, mine. Mine is about 90,000. Okay. And so your wife is 95. Yeah. And, and you, any life insurance on your spouse? She doesn't have life insurance either. Yeah, I, I think one of my one of, one of the first just get some cheap term life insurance. You've got a five and eight year old. Yeah. I'd go get a ten year level term, or fifteen year level term, or fifteen year level term, and I'd get a million dollars each. Yeah, I'd get a oh, million okay. dollars each, about ten times your income. Yeah, million dollars each. Okay. And the reason we've both sat aside across from people that have been uh, widowed with young kids. Um, and I've yet to be in a situation where there's enough finances. I don't know about you, Pat, but it's, no, no, it's no. always um, like making tough decisions. Yes, um, and so that—that's right. the first thing you should do. It's so cheap too. And I don't know why. Um, you and you said you put six thousand dollars a year into your brokerage account. How much money is in your brokerage account? You said you had one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in cash. And how much do you have? Some, in your- yeah, yeah, some Roth and some brokerage. Yeah, I think that the Roth um, and the brokerage. I think the Roths are. Can't tell you. I, I know the combined is about seventy-five grand um, I, between our, our two individual Roths, and then that balances the is the uh, brokerage account. And you think you'll be? You don't know if you'll be in Nevada forever or not, but you might be. You might not be. Probably, probably. So yeah. And does uh, do either of you have a defined benefit pension plan so that when you retire, it's going to provide a stream no of income? No, I wish. Okay, <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the colleges that call it and have those. Yeah. Should have been born forty years prior, man. Yeah, they call that p- pension envy. Yeah, <laughs> it actually uh, in focus groups in focus groups that is an issue when people talk about retirement. That's exactly right. Uh, they in, try to get people with pensions in one focus group and people without pensions in another focus group be, because of uh, how they actually view the world. <laughs> Um, I, I, I actually don't know why you're putting, I would increase your 401k contributions or put more money in the 529. I wouldn't put anything in the brokerage account. Really? Yeah. Well, I, the, the tax benefits of, and I might use some Roth 401k, the tax benefits there are just much greater than any tax benefits you're going to get in a brokerage. And I don't actually know why you have so much money in cash either. I would probably take some of that. I'd take 50 grand of that and drop it into the 529s. Or a brokerage account. He says he's not that interested in fully funding the college educations. Yeah, yeah, but that's, but, it, but it, you're saying it would grow faster, obviously, than our high yield savings account. So. Yeah, you don't need that much liquid that. cash. You've got a very, very low mortgage, right? You've got a dependable income. You're going to have a million dollars of life insurance each. You have access to your 401ks. You can borrow from both of those, from both you and your wife. You can borrow up to $50,000 each. Six months in cash is, is more than enough. So you're doing great. You're doing. We're just cleaning up around the edges. You did miss the big one, which is the term life insurance. Right. Um, but okay. I, either that fifty grand, I take that fifty grand out of the cash, and I'd put it either 
into the 529s for the kids, or I'd put it in the brokerage account and buy something along the lines of a total market. And I'd increase my 401k by 2% a year till it was at the maximum. Yeah. Okay, great. I have one more question if I have time. And by the way, you're doing great. I don't care when you started. Yeah, you have no debt. Your mortgage is tiny. I mean, yeah. yeah. Look, you've got yeah, we don't live like 400 Rockstar, grand saved, and you got 300 and some thousand equity in your house in your early 40s. You're, yes. you're fine. Okay, what, and what was your other question for us? The other question's a little bit more complicated in that um, I have d- dementia and Alzheimer's in my family. So I have my, my grandparent on both sides suffered with Alzheimer's, dementia for uh, – it was, it was, it was not, not a good time for my parents to try to take care of them. Um, and I, I don't know if I've ever heard this question on your call in your show yet, but is there a, is there a way to prepare for that? Because even if I'm going through life, saving money, doing all the right things, and I have a parent that, or two that, 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 that get dementia and, and like my grandma had it for 15 years or 12 years. Um, how do you, is there, is there an insurance policy or some sort some, some way to prepare for that? taking place there is well there's and long not, i mean i suppose us financially yeah i mean you could theoretically purchase a long-term care insurance policy on a parent or a grandparent for that matter he's talking about are you talking about yourself or for your grandparents your parents sorry for my for my parents i'm, I'm sorry yeah for my parents when, okay. when as they age as, as they are getting older if one of them were to come down with dementia and, and start showing those signs um is it, is it would and this would be more for them, I guess. I mean, if they should should they purchase um, some kind of a insurance plan, or is that even an option? Yeah, for oh, them? they well, they need to purchase it before they get diagnosed with it. Or I mean, so purchase, that long term yeah. care insurance, the amount of the amount of premium today is like ten percent of of, of long term care policies issued today is like like ten percent what it was twenty five years ago. So. And 30 years ago, it, it was much more common being sold by insurance companies. A lot of insurance companies got in the business of providing long-term care. And then they realized they couldn't, didn't know how to price it properly. They all lost a ton of money on it. And so got out of the, out of the business. That and bond yields dropped to nothing. Yeah. Which Fed lowers mean? rates. And so it's very difficult for the, they can't make any money in their portfolio, on, which is how insurance companies make a lot of their money as well. So, um, sure. Uh, there, I mean, there are there are some long-term care solutions, whether it's just a traditional long-term care policy or there's some hybrid-type policies that's uh, a combination of – it's basically a, it's basically like a whole life insurance policy or universal life insurance policy that uh, is designed to use your cash first and then an insurance writer kicks in after the fact. And if, Having said that, if your parents were to pack up everything they owned, right, including the equity in the house, how much money would be in that suitcase? And that's the other problem is they're not real open about their finances. You think it's um, a million, so I, two million, ten million? No. Two hundred thousand. No, no, no. Yeah. More like that. Okay, okay. well so two hundred thousand you're gonna let the, the government deal with it. Oh, okay, okay. That's just the reality of no, it. No, Medicare yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah. A I mean, lot of it fell back on my parents when they were taking care of their parents. So Oh c- correct, and that's a decision. Right? That is a decision. Uh, look, I had the like, look, look, the children are not responsible for their parents' uh, well-being if they enter a nursing home. They mean financially. Financially, right? They're, That's right. They're not, right? And so— The government, and the, depending on the state, the state, oftentimes it's a 
it's a medic medical or medicare type um which will kick in after medicare if they spend a certain period of time and Look, some families decide if, if they have no assets, if they have no assets, right? If they have no assets and some families decide that they're going to support their parents and some families decide that they're going to let the government support their parents. But if there are no assets or the spend down is relatively quickly, the idea that they're going to buy insurance and cover this, you, you buy insurance to protect an asset. That's what you're doing. And the reason you're buying long-term care insurance is to protect your own assets so there isn't a spend down if, in fact, you go into a long-term care facility. That's what it's for. If there are no assets to protect, then, you know, I'm not making a moral judgment. Some of you people are saying, well, people need to take responsibility it's not, for themselves. Yeah, that's why. It's just a fin- from a financial standpoint. From a financial standpoint. And look, we, we had the same decision in my own family with my dad. It's like, okay, are we going to let the government take care of them or are the children going to take care of them? And fortunately, the children, there's five of us. We were able to take care of my dad and he stayed in a nice facility. My guess it wasn't equal from the five siblings. Um, so my... Um, my <laughs> my guess is just um, five. My guess is some are doing much better financially than others. and, and Which is normally the case, which is yeah. normally the case. And I so... Just, I'm just guessing. That, that would be a fair guess. And so the idea that you you need to take responsibility like your parents took responsibility. And by the way, it used to be big differences in the types of facilities that those people would enter. Mm, there are differences, but they're not dramatic differences in the facilities themselves. So great. All righty. Well, I appreciate You're it. You're doing guys. a great job. Thanks so much. And I, thank you guys very much. And I, and I, I, I got to say before I end here, I, the, my favorite part of your show is when you guys get off topic. So okay. it's always entertaining. <laughs> no problem. You know, it's funny. Yeah. So <laughs> Matt, Matt, we've been we've been broadcast on on in a Sacramento radio station for 20, 28 years, and every once in a while, someone would complain to like the management that we should stick to to stick to topic, and we're like, eh, sorry, like <laughs> get your own show. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. we actually on our uh, on our podcast too. People complain about that. That we get off topic? You can skip fast-forward podcasts, you know. It's not that complicated. <laughs> they have a little 10 or 15-second thing. You just click, click, click. <laughs> Isn't that how you go through a lot of the ads on some of the click, click, click? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, that, not that difficult. All right, let's continue on. Um, we're talking to Roshna. Roshna, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi there. Hi, Roshna. I, I, I want to say I love your guys' show, and especially when you get off topic and you talk about your families, because I've got kids about the same age. How old are your kids then? 27 and 25 this year. And I love the Netflix story. I think that Scott had where you called or texted your kids that they had to be on their own plan now. And your daughter within two minutes was speaking for her brother. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> what did, what did they, I forget what happened. Netflix, something about the, the yeah, we, I could only have so many passwords or whatever. And my younger ones were getting old, whatever. Anyway, I, I told them, I was afraid to tell my tw- oldest daughter cause she can, <laughs> so I, I don't know what happened. But anyway, my kids were lending out their, my passwords to their yeah, friends. <laughs> Netflix has recently cracked down. Oh, this yes. We, we are aware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rashida, uh, what can we do to help you? Okay, By the way, it's I a bet. trip having uh, young adult kids, isn't it? I mean, this is some of the it issues. Is. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's, yeah, it's great. And 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 my daughter, uh, I think this is Pat's daughter, uh, went from teaching. Now she's going to law school. My daughter pivoted from teaching, uh, and now she works for a big publisher. So, oh, oh good for know, her. 
Yeah. So anyways, I, I, I'm calling because I have two questions. So I'll start with the first one. We're getting killed on taxes, uh, my husband and I. Uh, and I, I know you guys talk a lot about the RMDs and the ticking tax time bomb. So I'll, I'll just, I, I, I'm, I need to know whether we should be putting money. We now have the Roth 401k option. Um, and then we have our traditional four. I'm sorry, not 401k, 403b. Uh, option and we have our traditional 403b which we have been putting money away in um even though we will have a pension so uh so we have about well you and your you and your husband both have pensions at retirement time yes and how old are you today 57 and he's 59 and we think probably in about three years um we will be retired and what percentage of your income will your pension make up um it, it'll make up uh, about vast majority of it. So the pension will be at this moment, as I calculated, about two twenty total for us. And what's your income today? Next year, or for this year, as I look to, for our taxes, because I, I haven't filed this year's yet or last year's, um, it's three. It's gonna be three fifty. Okay. And are you saving the maximum in your retirement accounts? Uh, close to, we didn't hit the 30 K this year that, that could be the max. So around 26,000 is what we put away each. Okay. So, but, so currently there's 1.8 in the 403B. Should I be putting in, should we be contributing to our Roth 403B or to the continue with, um, the, the traditional 403B, uh, because, like I said, we have no deductions to speak of. Um, and we're all W two income. And are you going to be in? Are you going to be in California indefinitely? You think? <laughs> I hear your husband laugh no. in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd leave now if he could. Uh, we're looking for a house. We're looking for a house uh, for six months and one day, uh, in like somewhere off the coast of Washington or something with a zero oh. percent tax rate and cooler summers. Okay. Then I would I wouldn't use any Roth. I wouldn't use a Roth at all. I'd put everything in tax deductible. Okay. Because you're at a point you're paying in California, Gavin. I'm sure he sends you a thank you note every year. You pay <laughs> you're paying nine point three percent of your income to California. So when right. you choose to put money into a Roth, you you are foregoing. Well, even looking at the, you're you're saving a, a ta- what's well no right here on. Uh, you're you're squarely in the twenty four percent tax bracket, um, so it's you're not doing yourself any favor on a federal. Yes, it's a it's a wash. The, the federal's you're going to be in the same tax bracket yeah, in retirement as you're in today. So it's state taxes. It's the would, state tax is what's driving it. I wouldn't. I would put everything in the, in the deductible. And actually, are you, okay. do you have an HSA account? No. Okay. Because they probably have better really? health insurance. They probably do. <laughs> you don't have a high deductible. No, <laughs> like the majority of Americans. <laughs> like, <all worth. laughs> like my 27-year-old reaching out to me because she's been had this cold for the last couple of weeks. And I told her to go to the doc in the box. She didn't want to spend the 150 bucks or whatever it's going to cost. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying yeah. for your doctor bill. Sorry. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, same, I mean, I, my daughter just switched jobs. And I said, just do the high deductible. You know, you, you're young. And That's you, right. yeah, you'll be fine. And yeah, so... And do you have any money outside of uh, 403Bs that you're managing in brokerage accounts? That Yes. And are they tax efficient? That's a good question. I'm not sure. 
So, so when you do your taxes, you're oh, going to receive yeah. a 1099 that shows income and capital gains or dividends from that. What does that right. look like? And how much um, money is in brokerage accounts? Is it material? Uh, about, uh, about 700. That's material. Um, okay. And how is that money being managed in there for tax efficiency? Uh, it's mostly it's either okay so that that kind of leads me to our next question which is it's it's in in mutual funds and individual stocks and we're heavily weighted in apple stock and you just got done talking about china and apple and you know uh but i don't want to take the capital gains because and it's been a great stock for us uh so i had a, a creative idea i want to run it by you um i i was thinking if we could gift you know, 15000 each to my mother, who is very elderly and frail and not in good health at all. Uh, and then eventually, when she passes away, the cost basis on that will be, you know. Stepped up. Whatever it is on the do you, day. Do you have siblings? I don't. I have never thought of this plan. In this, this is really, this is really good. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be 15000 You could do all of it. Oh, really? I thought we were limited with the no, gift. No, you can use up part of your unified credit. Unified credit is how much you can gift either while, either at your death or while you're living. And right now, what's it, 12 and a half million, 13 million each? each? 25 million. Yeah. And yeah, even if it, or higher, I think it's high, it went up this last year. Even if it sunsets, uh, which yes. is set, set sunset, I think it's still at 5 million each. So that's 10 million in the, the year 20, with, uh, with inflation adjustment. With, in 2026. 2026. So does. Your mother, what's your mother's financial situation? What I worry about is, so she's not, if she goes into a nursing home, she's not going to have to spend the Apple stock in order to support her. She has, um, no, no, she, we, I have 24 hour care for her in the home and uh, she is, she has an income over 200,000. Oh my, um, you know, so I think about this, this is brilliant. Well, yeah, there's more planning that needs to happen before I'm going to say this is the best thing you should do. I don't know if there's any. How, what's her net worth? Because you're going to inherit I mean, her assets at some point in time. I, I am, but they're not. Most of them are not liquid assets. It doesn't matter. So, and, and I can, right? So we bought five million. Yeah, then I probably wouldn't want to use up. I wouldn't want to use up like my unified credit for to save a capital gain tax. Okay. Because well, I and mean, when you're in Washington, you don't it, have to pay any state capital gains on that. Well, it's it's five million, but remember, I ha- I had a dad too. He passed away, so it would be the. I'm worried about the assets back. coming to you and your husband, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who knows right. what the no, state tax? You're relatively young. Who knows what the state taxes are going to be like? So, you, you start with fifteen thousand, which I think it's what eighteen thousand or seventeen five yeah. or something like that. How much money do you have in Apple stock itself? About a hundred and forty thousand. You know, Scott, I disagree. I disagree. Well, it is what what is it? It's um September. I don't know. It's a lot of work. You're gonna go through quite a bit, yeah, of, work a bit of work for all this. And it could be that Apple I mean Apple, Apple doesn't have to decline that much to negate any of the tax savings you're kind of trying but to you can, But you use, but do the uh, the maximum gifting amount this year and then the maximum gifting amount that. January yes, 1. Yes, you can certainly and do that. And then you get halfway there. And halfway there. Okay, like that. We agree. Okay. 
right. We think that's a good idea. I don't know if there's any, I've never thought of it. I don't know if there's any rules against it. I don't see why there would be. I... And I wouldn't sell it immediately because I'm not an idiot. And, uh, I, well, and so I would wait. You could. You wouldn't have so any choice just... when to sell it because it, right, you'd have true. to inherit it first in order to sell it. Well, yeah, that is, that is, that is correct. Because is the, correct. the basis moves with it. Um, is right. the rest of the portfolio pretty tax efficient? I mean, if you, if you were calling and you had $140,000 to your name and it was all in Apple stock, there'd be some different planning purpose around diversifying. This is a relatively small piece of your portfolio, particularly when you figure out the net present value of the, of your pension, it's 5%. It's less than that. It's, yeah, it's such 3%. a small piece of your portfolio of your life savings. It really is. So it's, uh, okay. So but still, it's not a bad idea. No, no, I like the idea. So I would do it this year or next year, but I wouldn't use up any part of the unified credit. Okay, I, I that that. Yeah, makes so you can get about seventy grand, and if she lives in a couple more years, you can maybe get all the way there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, that that that's great. Um, so the rest yeah, of the portfolio so needs to be managed really tax efficiently. Meaning yeah. no dividends, right? I don't know why you'd want anything that paid dividends in your portfolio. You've got that big old fat pension, which looks like fixed it's coming income. Right now, you have high income. Right, and 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 they're never yeah okay. So and you're not worried about the RMDs then? No. Well, okay. maybe, but I mean, we're, we're trying to figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but don't you? You're not I'm worried gonna... about less about the RMDs than I'm worried about you taking a tax deduction. I mean, you paying tax to California today using a Roth in order to be, and then you're going to be in a tax-free state when you pull the money out. Right. Okay. Yeah, And, and the worry about the RMDs to. once you retire. That's when the planning takes place. When your income drops to 220 and you want that, but you want that portfolio to be as tax efficient as possible, that brokerage account. So that basically means kind of, uh, index. I mean, another income. another plan with this with this with this stock or anything else with a high. If you gift, if you're helping your kids at all financially or gifting to your kids, you can transfer some gift stock to them. They sell it if they're in a lower income uh, bracket. They might their capital gains might be little to nothing on it. And and you can do the same with charity as well. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate your time right. and 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 you My know pleasure. I. I I feel much better. It, the the whole idea of being in a tax free state or a lower tax state. At least. I, I've been a Roshna. I I own uh, I own a home up in Lake Tahoe. Um, oh, look at you! Well, it's <laughs> okay. Is this the brag hour? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You didn't mean it that way. It's in Nevada. It's in Nevada. Um, okay. And and I was talking. That was your point. That was my point. A very small it, residence it, it in Nevada. Is, it is. It it it's not on the shores of Lake Tahoe. It's in the Lake Tahoe vicinity, okay. but it is in the state of Nevada. And Lake Tahoe is on both the California shores and the Nevada shores. And I chose the Nevada shore for the exact reason that at some point in time to establish residency. But my point being, I was talking to six neighbors. There was a little get together of six neighbors, and every one of them, every one of them had left the state of California to establish residency in the state of Nevada for tax purposes. And okay. they were somewhat disgusted with policies in the state of California. Right. Yes. That, that's, that, that would describe <laughs> us to a T. 
Okay. Uh, only not somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's such a beautiful state, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, husband was born and raised here. I immigrated here uh, as a child, and it's home. And that's why I don't want to sell our home here because it's still home. Yeah. But I, you know, I just the, the, it, it's it, anytime there's an imbalance, a one party state of any whichever direction, it's never good. Uh, and and by the way, really a supermajority and the same party contr- is, controls. And, and, and Raj, so, and you yeah. mentioned six months in a day. So mm-hmm. um, you might want to spend some time on, on what's called the domicile rules. Okay. Uh, it's more than six months in a day. It used to be six months in a day, but now they look at what's called domicile. And there's many attorneys in many states that practice. Yeah, are uh, experts in that. that are, and there's differing opinions, too. There's lots of different okay. opinions. And it's a four-year t- period of time that the Franchise Tax Board can audit you and most likely will. Oh, great. There you go. Forward. So, <laughs> of course, you're glad you called. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. didn't have any income, they don't care. But if you've got a lot of income, they... Uh, yeah, they so you want to look at the domicile rules. Yeah. So okay. appreciate the call. Yeah, appreciate the call. It's funny, Pat. Yeah. I was just... Earlier today, I was having a conversation with somebody. It was the same about getting out of California. They talked to a tax attorney, getting the plans in place. They'd uh, already moved to uh, North Carolina, but their business was in California. And... It, it, it it's not often as easy as it looks. It'll be interesting to see over the next five years what some of these states do. States like California and Illinois and New York. And you can only raise the taxes so high. And eventually people say, all right, that's it. I fold. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. There, and there used to be the, uh, what they call it, the source. The source rule. The source tax. So that your pension would follow you. So if you worked in a state, if you worked in Illinois, they got great pensions for public employees there. You work in Illinois, you leave the state, you move to Texas, let's say, where there's no income taxes. They used to be able to tax you, and then uh, there was a rule that changed, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago or so. A long time ago. Maybe more than that. I guess I've been doing yeah, but, but in privately held companies, what they do look at is the embedded gains in many privately held companies. What are you talking about? For the domicile rule? No, in the uh, for for yeah, private companies is so. If I start a company and it's worth, and I started, and my basis in it is zero, and I move out of state when it's ten million, and then I sell it, but I'm living in a different state. Oh yeah, the government doesn't just say eh. Same thing with stock options. Yes, and some restricted stock. RSUs. Yeah, it's not and easy. it's uh, probably every state treats it a little bit differently. So we're not. Uh... We we live in the state of California, so currently. Well, Although I, I was joking with Pat because Pat Pat's been talking about leaving the state of California. I'm not, I, I don't think it'll ever happen. And I told Pat, I said, "Well, you can either send thirteen point three percent to Gavin Newsom, or you can send fifty percent to Kathy." Because <laughs> right? I think that's the, <laughs> if you go to Nevada, she's not going with you. And I believe that is the case. I think you're both young and broke when you got married. So my guess is 50% of whatever you've got. Is yeah. Oh, and the fact that I, I, I do love her and she's the oh, mother of that. my children as well. There is that. We I am financially that. motivated, but not only financially motivated. So, you know, 37 years of marriage. I don't think I'm going to call it off because of a high state income tax. People do other strange things. Well, they do, but I'm not one of them. 
Hopefully. Who was I talking to recently? I'm trying to think what the situation was. Oh, uh, yeah. A person I know, their spouse had a very significant uh, stroke at a young age. And person's not getting better, won't, won't ever get better. And from a planning standpoint, financial planning standpoint, like one thing he's struggling with is divorce. Right? Divorce. Divorce. And so that the assets would be split. He but has not. He's been remained married for many years. Understand. And loves his wife and is very committed to his wife and family. But from a and here's where sometimes these laws get so screwy, right? Because should should the care her care get to the point where it's just gobbling up all the family finances? It'll keep God, the government won't, won't step in until he's he's pretty much broke. That's right. Depleted almost everything. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Or couples got divorced in order to maintain oh. the asset. Yeah. So. That's not a... Yeah. And I'm depressed. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having this conversation, so we're getting later in the program thinking people are thinking, I think that's enough for me. That's enough. Well, hey, we are um, near the end of our program, unfortunately. Yes. This time always goes by quickly. But I would like to ask if you are listening to this podcast and you enjoy it even slightly, if you'd be so kind to go on and rate us or review, review us. us, review us. I guess it's a form a rating of rating. Process. You give you stars and then you write either negative or positive things. If you would be so kind. Uh, our marketing people tell us. What if they want to write negative things? Have at it. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. I mean,. I've never written a negative review um, myself, although I've on never a written a positive review either. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I mean, you spent a lot of time. Well, I just think that the podcasts. market. No, no, even on restaurants or Yelp or whatever, I use Yelp all the time to find things, but I've never positively or negative reviewed anything. Only because I figured the. Free- I do sometimes open table because they send me a thing. How was your experience last night at? I had dinner at Parrot. My my wife and I had dinner with our, my nephew. It was a delightful dinner with my nephew and his fiance. They're getting married in a couple of weeks. He's they're early twenties, delightful young couple. At Paragary's in Midtown Sacramento in their outdoor patio, which is probably it's probably the nicest patio I've ever had dined in in the world. I mean, it's just a did a phenomenal job designing. Yes. The food's great and all and that. And so you gave them a positive review. I got a little thing from Open Table. Please let us know how your experience was, and I did. And so, but back to uh, I don't know why our, I just decided to get Paragary. He's a nice plug, but <laughs> I worked for Randy Paragary when I, I was a waiter when I was in college, and I worked for Randy Paragary, who has subsequently uh, passed away. But anyway, great guy. But we, please give us a we, review. We are out of time. Please give us a review. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, listening to our program, and we'll see you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.